Hello and welcome to Arlen Education's podcast on materials. This is a new topic for AS level compared to GCSE, including stress and strain, as well as stored energy and Young's modulus. It's quite a short one today, so let's go. Before we jump right in with the formulae, the first definition to know is what tensile means. A tensile force stretches an object. Tensile stress is the force per unit cross-sectional area, whereas tensile strain is the extension per unit length. So just be careful to understand the difference between these two. Starting with tensile stress then. As it's the force per cross-sectional area, unsurprisingly, the formula is the force in newtons divided by the cross-sectional area. The ultimate tensile stress of a material is a maximum force per cross-sectional area that is able to support without breaking. This can depend on temperature, so it's an important consideration for engineers in certain situations where temperatures can fluctuate. Tensile stress has the units pascals, which is the same as pressure, as both are just the force divided by the cross-sectional area. Tensile strain, on the other hand, is a measure of the deformation of an object. The formula is the change in length divided by the original length. As it is just one length divided by another length, it doesn't have a unit because both units will cancel out. It can also be written as a percentage, so for example, a 5% increase in length. Just make sure that when you're calculating tensile strain, you make sure that both the units are the same. You can plot tensile stress against tensile strain on a graph for a material. Each material with its different properties will have a different shaped curve on the graph. For example, a metal, which is very ductile, will have a high strain compared to its stress, as it elongates easily when it is stretched, but it can't take much force through the cross-sectional area. In comparison, a strong material which doesn't stretch and is brittle, like ceramic for example, has a much higher stress than strain. At this point, I'm going to bring your mind back to the previous topic of springs and limit of proportionality. You may remember that a spring has a directly proportional relationship between the force and the extension up until a point, and this point is called the limit of proportionality. After this point, the graph turns into a curve until it reaches its elastic limit. The next stage after that is the plastic region, where the object is permanently deformed and won't go back to its original shape. If an object is permanently deformed and the force is then removed, then the graph for the force extension for the unloading part will run parallel to the original loading line as the force and the extension decreases. But, of course, it won't go back to the origin, as there will be that permanent extension, even with no force. The area between the original loading line and the unloading line is the energy that has gone into deforming the object. Talking about energy, you can calculate the total stored energy by finding the area under the force extension graph. The energy stored is also the same as the work done on the object. And lastly, we've got the Young's modulus. This is the tensile stress divided by the tensile strain, and the unit is Pa, like tensile stress. It's a really large number, so it's often given in gigapascals. 
Either you can calculate the Young's modulus if you've got the numbers, or if you have the graph of stress versus strain, you can find the gradient. This would make sense as the gradient is a stress over strain, which we know is the formula for the Young's modulus. And that's it for this topic. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow Arlen Education or like us on Facebook for updates, free guides and information for our online group tuition classes and private tutors.